Football, baby! Here we are, Losing Sucks, episode 50. Travis, we made it. The, the This is the pinnacle of all entertainment. We finally big five zero. Um, this was our goal, fifty uh, fifty episodes. So thank you for coming to the best episode of Losing Sucks. It's our first live show, and that it is, is our first live show. It is our first live show, and honestly, Travis, when you I think can... of number fifty, do you think of AJ Hawk or Singletary? Oh, from the Bears, Singletary. T- I... Hard comparison there. Yeah, uh, AJ <laughs> Hawk gives me indigestion. Uh, <laughs> okay, the I didn't like him in college. He came out and ruined the Bears' lives for years. It was just a bad time all around. He's a good Packer man. He's he's one of the the. Uh, I I guess is there such thing? Is the there Packers. such thing as a good Packer? Absolutely. I don't think so. Sounds like I, Darren a, Waller to me today. That's a hard pass. He sounds like a good Packer. What? Yeah. What a rumor to come out a few days before draft. Like that. I, I don't love know. it. For all of the I have Derek a lot Carr, of Waller. All of the Derek Carr truthers out there would be like, but 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 Devontae Adams. Oh, that would man. I think that would bump Devontae a few spots for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then Renfro's right back in the mix. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then we're we're right there. Renfro. Oh gosh, I love that guy. I gave up a first for Renfro right before the playoffs last year. It's a bold move, but somehow, somehow you these moves to, just keep you, you they, go. they they keep working out for you. I don't. I wish I had that kind of luck. Um, instead, I get drunk and I guess I trade. I've made some stupid trades. No, I I acquired Renfro for a twenty three first. Yeah, that. Wait, you? Yeah, you, okay, yeah, you traded a twenty three because first, I but, I had a hole in the roster and I was making a right, run to the championship. Exactly, you were. You, you have go, to go you, though when you're you go there. Go all have in. To go. I hope one day I can make the other side of that trade happen. I hope I can sell Renfro for 23 first. I'm the kind um, of guy that would do it for you. Yay. What do we got on the sheet tonight? It's you know what, be Travis? A, a bloodbath. It's going to be this. All right. So to give the audience some context, oh, we have been going back and forth for like the past week uh, because I found out a terrible, terrible truth that – Travis Masterson does not think that Brees Hall is any good. He compared I didn't word him it like that. Tell him exactly how I gave it to you. You said he sucks, and I then said you Brees compared Hall him. Sucks. You compared him. No, you didn't even compare him. You said that he was a worse prospect than Royce Freeman. I believe it said he is Royce Freeman, which is still an insult to everyone except for Royce Freeman. If you watch I, the tape, you will see. More explosiveness in Royce Freeman. I digress. We have a long way to go in this Brees Hall debate tonight. It's We've not going to be that long, debate. but we, all, we both have some some punches We've to throw. got another debate on tap as well following that. We've got a Darnell Mooney-Michael Pittman debate, which it's like you give me the stick to beat you with. You know, like What did I say about Michael Pittman? Similar too, wording. Too much. Yeah. You, you, oh, to the, Hall. the blasphemy. We have, I've heard, and then we're going to kind like of Michael Pittman sucks. <laughs> I want to, yeah. And then we're going to finish it off with some Saquon Barkley talk. You know, I like it. We set these things up. We want to talk about these things and then we always end up going off track. So it's nice that we have kind of a, uh, a road, a roadmap, so to speak. But I, I don't, I don't see us sticking a hundred percent to, we're going to go off on some tangents. That's what makes oh, it going fun. down. But first of all, let's, let's get it kicked off right now. What what exactly did Brees Hall do to you and or a loved one that would just facilitate such I don't know such ugly ugly words from conceptually from you? conceptually this is why um, it caught my attention the last month or two has yeah. been so magnified because we're getting to the draft right that you're examining all these prospects closer than you ever have. Everybody is, including guys on the biggest networks. It's all we have to talk about, Travis. Just because you're the best of this group does not mean that you are worth the best of another group. Seeing Brees Hall 
or the 101 in a rookie draft right. being traded for somebody like Justin Fields in a super flex league is ridiculous to me. Sure. Sure. I mean, so when I, that's what I'm saying. When I see stuff like that, I'm like, he's not that guy. If he was that guy, people would have been on Brees Hall for a year. Just can't, I can't wait for him to come out. I mean, they have been. He's fairness. been killing at, at Iowa state. Yeah, it's not, but I, we didn't hear his name all. He wasn't even a top uh, Heisman finalist. He was in the top 10, but he wasn't oh, sure. at the show. That's <laughs> he's not McCaffrey. He's not Jonathan Taylor. I didn't not see him that, on TV, so I'm not a fan. <laughs> he's not that level guy to where you're like, oh my gosh, in a year from now, when he comes out, he's going to kill. It's like, oh, these are the guys we have. He's the best of this group. Right. So it magnifies like the. I just don't. There's no way I'm giving up. That's such a bad surefire quarterback for Brees Hall. Tell me why Brees Hall is worth what people are paying right now. Well, all right. So first of all, what people what people pay is just it's more it's more speaking to the the type of league you're in because I don't I have if look I if I'm in a league and I can get if I can trade the 101 for Justin Fields straight up, I'm doing it. Like. A hundred percent of the time, because in a super flex league, of course. Um, would you but, give up? Would you give up DeAndre Swift for Justin Fields? For De- for Justin Fields? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, so so Brees Hall is hmm. is some of our favorite sources have Brees Hall as sure. dynasty RB five. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, said absolutely not. Am I giving him? Am I giving up fields for him? And then I ask you, RB two, DeAndre Swift in that same top five. You said no, I'm not doing it. So is there that big of a teardrop, or does he not belong in the top five? I think he belongs in the top five based on talent. Honestly, like right now, I mean, we are days away from the draft, so right, right now, this information that we're kind of giving out there, our our opinions are relevant for less than a week. You know, so we, I mean, heck, I don't even think we're five days. We're like three days away. away. Um, yeah. So, Brees Hall's information, you know, in regards to what we have access to is about to 100% change. Um, with the obvious set aside, though, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to give up, you know, a DeAndre Swift for Justin Fields because we know what DeAndre Swift is in this league. He's got the backfield pretty much to himself right now. Um, in a super flex league, I think there's a world where based on roster construction, I would feel okay trading, you know, him for Justin Fields. Um, I believe in fields. So I could see myself making that trade just because those types of quarterbacks are so hard to trade for. Um, you don't rarely get an op- You rarely get an opportunity to trade for them. Right. With that being said, um, Brees Hall, based on talent, yes, he's in that conversation, but there's so many things that can go wrong. I've brought up the doomsday scenario a couple different times now. He goes to a number of different teams where it's just like, okay, he gets the early career Derrick Henry treatment, and then all of a sudden he's still a high-end talent, but he doesn't have the opportunity for maybe a year or two. So you never know. Okay, I'm going to give you one stat that is important to me. And we use this stat, or I use this stat when we were talking about Kyle Pitts' 2022 season Mm. not being a world-changing Travis Kelsey, prime Kelsey type season. Right. So here's what I have for you before you absolutely go off on why Brees is a god. Two Two rookie running backs. Yep. In the last four seasons have finished inside the top 10 their rookie year. Mm Mm-hmm. So that gives you 40 running back seasons over the course of those four years. Of those 40 seasons, of those guys, two of them, that is 0.05%. Not even 1%. Why is Brees Hall different? Why is he not in that 99.95 majority? Mm -hmm. Well, the answer there is that he probably is in that majority. Uh, but that's not why you don't draft him, number one. Like, that's not why he's 
that's not why he's great, you know, because the argument is not that he's not the 101. It's that you should trade the 101 for somebody better than Brees Hall. If you're looking to compete now and you have like if you can compete right now and you can trade the 101 for one of the guys you just said, if you can trade him for uh probably a Najee Harris or you can trade him for um like a DeAndre Swift or get some sort of deal for like a Jonathan Taylor, sure. Just this year in mind, why not? Um, knowing what you know now, sure. But okay. if you're like me and, and, and a lot of other players where you've got the 101 and you're rebuilding, there's no reason not to take Brees Hall because talent-wise and agnostic of situation, Brees Hall is right up there with those guys. And you do not need a top 10 season from him week or season one for him to return value and to be worth that pick. He so will... because you can't get a guy like a Swift or Javante Williams, um, you, you're not getting that level guy in Dynasty for that 101? Not straight up, and, usually. Right, and the level of guy that it, that 101 is equivalent to, as we discussed right. on last episode, is probably a Camara, Dalvin Cook. Right. Those are guys that you could flip the 101 for. You're taking him over those guys in Dynasty. Sure. Because the unknown outweighs what you already know and well, the, yeah. the the downside of the older running backs. Right. Because then you're getting into um, you know, more of the dynasty mindset. He's younger, he's got the talent profile, he's just as good a prospect. You know, think of him as like a, a Cam Akers um type prospect, you know, Cam Akers plus. Um, I wouldn't trade the one on one right now for Cam Akers. Um that's that's where I'm at because Take one, take one bark or uh, not take one Barkley, but Brees Hall is that type of talent. There's no reason just to go one for one when realistically you could get a guy, you could get Cam Akers before he tore his, his Achilles, you know? Yeah. Realistically. So there's no reason to do that. Um, You look at all these other guys, you know, you're, you're taking him over, you know, like, all right, perfect example. You put Javante Williams at this pick and what are you thinking? Are you, are you just going to go ahead um and You're trade the away exactly and yeah. I, I, okay. I think that Brees Hall is right there with him um but let's get so more he's into the, he's the level athlete for you because that's what you you your your show sheet has yeah facts and stats of why he is that guy he's a Javante level talent my eyes don't tell me that watching it so make right. the case for Brees compared to those elite physical right. Swift, Javante, like right. elite, elite, elite physical sure. guys. Yeah, I mean, all right. So strictly comparing him to like guys like DeAndre Swift and Javante Williams right now, their current situations, you've got Javante Williams, great situation right now. He's looking to right now, today, to be the workhorse in that backfield. Okay. But comparably, Brees Hall compares favorably to Jonathan Taylor. He's a 94th percentile athlete you know he's got a 94th percentile speed or a uh, burst score his college dominator is 94th percentile as well runs a 439 i mean the guy is not slow and just for frame of reference last season um there were only five running backs with that type of college dominator playing in the league you know guys like christian mccaffrey rashad penny james robinson aaron jones and austin eckler it's that kind of player um, who demands that type of workload and then is also, you know, successful. It's a lot of, you know what, your take that he's quote unquote slow or doesn't, you know, doesn't pop off the tape. I've heard that a lot. I've, does I've, he pop I've, off the tape to you? He does, but you know what? You have to know what you're looking for because if you're looking for the, you know, you brought up a great example uh, in terms of why looking at tape is not just highlights, you know, because I, I went back and watched your Royce Freeman tape and you know a lot of those are just wide open Pac-12 running lanes where he was at Oregon and he was able to gallop through what I look as opposed to West Virginia and Kansas as opposed to being <laughs> able to stop on a dime and not lose his momentum he is he able to stop on a dime but the problem is when he gets through five to ten yards and I think that his line of scrimmage to first down first down line 10 yards within that range is explosive. He looks elite, but sure. when he gets beyond that first level, he's getting run down every time. 
Yeah, but Travis, you don't have to have you're not running a you know 30 40 yard run every single time. He runs a 439, you know. You look at how many runs But he... you never but you never think when he gets the ball, he could house call this. Oh, that is not true at all. That's I not never think I watched so many highlights of him and I'm thinking there's no chance he scores. And sure enough, he gets run down on the sideline tripped up. No, man. You, From you first go and goal, he's punching it in. You know, one of the rules... But you give of... the ball to DeAndre Swift on the 50, and it's like he might score. Every time he touches the ball, you think he could score. Same with I, Dalvin I, Cook. I feel the same way with Brees Hall. I feel the same oh, way with Brees wow. Hall. Because okay. you know what? You get him in open field, and tell me how many guys are catch, being the first one there and tackling that dude. He's making them miss 100%. He's very good at that. He had, I think in the NCAA, I'll have to go, I'll have to look and fact check, fact check this, but I'm pretty sure he had the most runs of 15 plus yards in the NCAA for the last two years. Um, okay. He's, he's that good. That's a you big know? stat. Yeah. He's a, he's a 97th percentile athlete. He broke out at age 18. You know, does his 750 plus touches in college worry you at all about? anything beyond two years no. i saw that today when researching the argument against Brees hall of generally speaking around 1500 carries there right. starts to be a decline i'm not one yeah. to buy into that i think it's it's totally dependent on the person mm -hmm. but he's already halfway there you know i think it depends on the type of touch um okay it was like 1500 carries um was where you typically see i know i know what you're talking about um, but I think that's the carry mark, not ne not necessarily the touch mark, um, especially with a guy like Brees Hall, where a lot of his work can also be receiving work. Um, you see guys like him, you know, and Alvin Kamara have extended, you know, productivity into their 30s because they haven't been run into the ground. You know, 40 to 50 percent of their work is through the air, which is nice for fantasy and also longevity. Yeah. Um, what what I love, I just love throwing the little stats out there about Brees, though, because he he right now is younger than Najee Harris and Gibson when they broke out. And okay. if to me, like not, I don't, I don't like being just like a, like a, like an age groupie, you know, like, Oh my gosh, this guy hasn't been able to drink legally yet. Oh, I got to get him on my fantasy team. Right. You know, I'm not trying to run a daycare over here, but Brees Hall is just a different kind of cat. You know, you, when you said he was slow, it reminded me of the first time I watched his tape because that was exactly the first thing I thought. I'm like, oh, he's he's another David Montgomery, and then you I go and watch exactly yeah. what he's doing. He breaks the tackle, and then the way he's able to accelerate and be patient. I, you watch the few runs that he has, and granted, I've gotten better over the last year of actually watching the games and going back and actually looking at how they perform. Right. He doesn't have a lot of, of runs where it's just run through a, a wide, gaping, open hole. But when he does, Travis, those are the explosive-type runs that you get to see. It, the, only the only thing that you don't see, similar to, I hate saying Royce Freeman, that since he's our point <laughs> of reference right now. Uh, That's a pretty low bar to set there. But, but Brees Hall, yeah, he you get him a wide-open lane, and the, you're not catching him just one-on-one -on -one unless you are running a, a four, three, four, two, like the guy is going to be gone. And I think you're going to see that when you have these better offensive That's lines in the point. NFL. That's a good point. And I think I should step back a little bit from saying that you're only elite. If you can take it to the house from the 50 yard line, because right. Najee's not doing that either, but I no. think Najee is an incredible athlete stupid yeah. talented he breaks tackles just in a different way like you're not taking yeah. that guy yeah, on that's, one on that's, one that's fair that's fair you don't have to you know break ankles and then be gone you can do it right. different ways if it takes you two or three carries to get there and you still get there that's fine yeah i mean look i i would love to just continue to be the ice cream man handing out happy stats on Brees hall i've got a ton of them you really set me off on this one like <laughs> i went down a rabbit hole i'm like oh you don't even know, you know, <laughs> I need you to explain. Um, and this, this is a, just kind of an out there thing. I looked at his game logs from last season. Sure. The three games that they played against top 25 teams, mm -hmm. he had 19 carries for 58 yards. Okay. 21 carries for 70 yards. 
Okay. And 16 carries for 69 yards. Okay. So is that just an unlucky thing? We don't know the game script. We don't know what happened. Or is he just beating up on the bad ones is my question. No, not at all. Because um, like, first, if you go for 200 against TCU or yeah, 60 against a t- number eight Oklahoma State, is yeah. there a correlation there or is it just kind of random? I mean... It depends because one, you, you're catching me. I don't know who the opponents were. That is that is my bad. Um, you had Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, okay. and Iowa. Okay, so three really good teams. And um, they bought they bottled him up. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, Oklahoma and Iowa, two really good defenses in the the Big Twelve, and that's or Big Ten and Big Twelve. I think um, Oklahoma State. It's it's nothing to, to scoff at. Um, Iowa State's had a really rough offensive line the last year or so as well. And honestly, the stats he threw out there, he's averaging right around three yards a carry. And on a bad game, if you're telling me I still get three yards a carry, that's not bad. Um, okay. I hear what you're saying, though. Uh, but every every college player has bad games. If those are his... Yeah, text, I'm just saying, know, is, quote, there, quote, is there games, anything to that or not really? I don't think so. I, don't, I mean, okay. it would be different if he were having games where it's, you know, 13 carries for, you know, 31 yards, and then you're not seeing any receptions, then I would have questions, but he's involved throughout the entire game. Uh, So no, I I wouldn't read too much into that. He's my follow-up is now from the dynasty orphans league where a lot of guys were making this bet. And I think I asked you the same bet. Do you think, that Brees Hall is a top 15 running back in fantasy this upcoming season, 2022. Your initial response was, yes, he's a top 15. Yeah. yeah. Most of the guys in that league also said he's a top 15. Yeah. So one thing we like to do is let's see who's in that group that he has to beat out. For sure. Okay. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler. Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Javante, and Swift are your top 10. I don't see him beating those names. Okay. Uh, Alvin Kamara depends on the suspension, but if he's not suspended, I have a hard time taking Brees Hall over Alvin Kamara. Fair enough. Leonard Fournette. He could. Nick Chubb. I would take Chubb. Okay. Um, As it stands for Washington right now, I would still take Gibson. And so now you're at 14. This is the level where I think Brees Hall, if he's going to, he's going to beat out Aaron Jones, potentially Barkley, who I still believe in. Mm-hmm. And then you get David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, James Connor. That's a, that's a beatable group for, for sure. that, for that 14th, 15th spot. I mean, you've but got a guy has like to get Damian to work immediately. It can't be one of these rookie situations where he starts to come on week eight. There's no chance of doing that if that happens. I agree. And you know what? You get him on a team like the Texans. Everyone keeps talking about these dream scenarios. We always go to the dream scenarios in the draft. It's I love it, but it's also kind of like, okay, chill. There's 31 other teams. If he goes to the Bills, great. If he goes to the Texans, amazing. You know that's the poll I put out today. Is Bills Bills in Houston, and it was fifty fifty of where you would want him to go. So why does he have a better chance of being top fifteen at either of those places? To you, I would say. I mean, there's arguments against for everything, but you go to the Bills. Obviously, you're going to get more goal line opportunities. Maybe they want Josh on to run less. You know, you get the Alfred Morris corollary with an option running quarterback where it's wider running lanes because you got to account for the quarterback. And then you've also got the Houston Texans where it's just who else is he going to compete with? You know, Rex Burkhead isn't going to take away, you know, your star running back. You know, you're not going to give goal, you Marlon know, Mack. Marlon Mack, David Johnson, uh, yeah. whoever else is still there. You're not going to be taking those away from, from Brees Hall, you know? So I wouldn't I worry. Like it would have, much it would have that. to be a Houston Atlanta situation. Houston, Atlanta. I mean, even the Jets. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't somewhere I wouldn't where he's going to 250 carries is what it's going to take. Yeah, and I think he could get there. Uh, plus the receiving work. I think it's absolutely. I don't think possible. he gets there, though, in Buffalo. I don't think he has 250 carries in Buffalo. Singletary's um, still there. Duke Johnson's getting third down. Decent and decent amount. 
Yeah, he'd probably end up in like the 210 to 215 range. Right. I would, you probably have to ask for an out, not, not, not necessarily an outlier, but like a double digit touchdown season, which wouldn't be out of the question with an offense like that. So that's true. I think that that's, that's more than reasonable. So, so, so is he a top 15 running back? I think he, I think he is going to be a top 15 running back and to get in the right situation. I think he's top 12. Is that because of certain guys, just based on history, there's going to be mm-hmm. two or three guys that get hurt. Right. Sure. What if they, if they, if you could guarantee that nobody's getting hurt, would he still be in the top 15? Yes. Yeah. He'd okay. be in, he'd be in top. All right. We're going to have to think about what this bet is because I, I, I say he's outside the top 15. It, that'll I be mean, a fun again, one to watch. I, everything's after the draft because that's true. We'll revisit he goes, it. We'll he, revisit he goes it. to the chargers and then it's like, okay, he's a top 24 back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's, let's chill. Oh, that would piss me off, dude. I actually sure. sold all my Eckler shares because you planted that seed no. in my mind. No, but I, I didn't sell them for cheap. I, I got they are gonna, Taylor in the deal, so that was good. That's that's solid. They are going to bring someone in. They are. I really firmly believe they're going to bring someone in in Los Angeles, whether it's a Brian Robinson or Rashad White. I don't know who they like. I've got bring guys someone that, in as in it's going to be a rookie. It'll be a rookie, and okay. you know what? It'll be a bigger body goal line guy, probably like a Melvin Gordon. You know what? If they go Kenneth Walker, it would not surprise me. Why wouldn't um, they just go Melvin Gordon in? Who knows? Maybe he wants too much money. The return? I, the return one, of Melvin? It's one of the thoughts that I had that I'm like, maybe they could bring him back. I think a rookie, you know, a third, fourth round rookie who'd cost you essentially nothing. Yeah, that's true. Fits what you're building, and you just go and power, you know, power up the the secondary or you you bring in another offensive lineman. So I, I think that's going to be more optimal for them. All right. So here's what I've learned on this debate. Okay. Part one of part one of our debate show that Dustin's really great at debates. I think that it, I think that my bold calls of Brees Hall sucks were uncalled for agreed. I owe him an apology. Yes. While he does not suck. While it's disrespectful to put him in Royce Freeman's category, Ugh. I he's the guy that I'm going to have to see it to believe he's a top 15 running back in the NFL. Be- just just we, because of my yeah. eye test telling me what we see at the combine and, hi- and in his very best plays, mm-hmm. basically of his life, I don't know that that is transferable to on-the-field production Versus the best athletes in the world. We will see. That's where I stand after. We're going to keep this video for a long time. <laughs> yes, I'm we gonna are. Keep, I'm going to repeat this for he years. Sucks. You, do, touchdown, you don't know touchdown. it yet. You do not know it yet. But my goodness, 10 years from now, when he's you know just now starting to decline, you watch. When he's putting on his gold jacket. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the only piece of blasphemy that we've we've spoken on this week, Travis. Uh, we We alluded to it earlier. And now there are a couple guys that we yes, we got to talk about. We have to talk about because one of them was my big calls last year. One of them is also on my favorite team. So with that being said, I'm going to need you to really paint me a rosy picture. I'm talking beautiful, you know, brush strokes, wonderful color schemes. I need you to really set this canvas up for why in the heck do you think Darnell Mooney is going to outperform Michael Pittman this year because to me, that is off the wall bonkers. Okay. I will give you two or three reasons and then we can throw the graphic up at the end of my most important reasons. But okay. You and I both believe in Justin Fields. Do we not? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I like his long-term prospects. Do you think there's a significant jump from year one to year two? Mm, no. So you think we see another season similar to what we just saw? I mean, he'll he'll improve, I think, but the Bears have not done a lot to to surround him with a cast. You know, he's got a very, very questionable offensive line and one receiver. Okay, so if... One receiver is the argument that we're going to keep that for the Michael Pittman take as well. Okay. Um, Darnell Mooney coming off of 140 targets when he was not the only receiver. Um, 
I believe the over of 160 targets for Darnell Mooney will happen. Okay. Okay. I think I think that they fully believe in him. He's a very confident, very humble guy that is he is going to um one outperform ADP. Right. Because most rankings have him 24 to 30, which I think is is crazy. He was two touchdowns away from equaling Michael Pittman, from being a top 15 receiver. Give him two more touchdowns. It's a totally different conversation. You're paying a whole different price. Sure. Which we have agreed that touchdowns are a very fickle thing. Darnell Mooney can get pushed out at the two-yard line twice. All of a sudden, he's wide receiver 24 instead of getting in the end zone and being wide receiver 15. It was that close. Um. Volume-wise, this is my argument of why Mooney fits this this group of guys that are going to produce based on high volume. When you look at the guys that I think he can finish around, and Mm -hmm. this is lofty, but I think think the need for Mooney in Chicago is going to allow for this. Okay. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not not calling him these guys, but this is the group volume-wise that he's falling into. DeAndre Hopkins over 150 targets and 100 catches in three straight years before the injury last year. That he's a wide receiver one year in and year out. Okay. Deontay uh, Deontay Johnson, 169 targets over 100 catches. Wide receiver one. Keenan Allen, 150 targets, 100 catches over the last five years. Average over Mm -hmm. for five years. Perennial top 15 guy. DK Metcalf, I can see not being in that group because I don't think the volume is there. We have not seen that kind of volume. He's not that guy. Mooney is somebody that will touch it all over the field. The demand is going to be there. When you watch him, he is as explosive as almost any receiver in the league. He's a 4-3 guy. Um, And then if you want to throw the graphic up, there was so much unrealized volume there, yards-wise. this is a stat that we are that I've kind of new to in 2021. I was shown this stat and didn't think much of it. But when you watch the games, you're like, oh my gosh, he was wide open. That was a 50 yard touchdown. That whether sure. Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, whoever, barely overthrew. Um, Darnell Mooney yeah. was 13th in the league in air yards. He's getting targets, he's getting targets down the field, which is what he does well. And then yeah. unrealized air yards, he's top 10. So Absolutely. when you're just comparing him to Pittman, which we haven't done yet, but he's in that top 12, top maybe 10 range of A, volume, B, down the field volume, and speed. I mean, Justin Fields throws a nice deep ball. Mooney is exactly what he needs. And I don't think that they're going to bring in a receiver now. It's a little late in the game to go get an all pro receiver that would just kill volume for Mooney, whether it's a rookie or another, um, not no name, but lesser, lesser talented guy. I can see a Jarvis Landry hurting Mooney because of volume, but it's not Byron Pringle. It's not going to be a rookie. No rookie is going to come in and hurt and hurt Mooney's, um, volume. So if, you're, if you watch that game, it's just going to be Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney over and over yeah. and over again. You saw it week nine through 18. He was the wide receiver 12. So what kind of target volume do you think? So I heard you say like 160. Do you think that's about his ceiling? Yes, that's think... the high end. But I okay. think it's I think 140 is for sure going to happen again. I don't see him getting less targets than he just got. OK, because I've I've got a few concerns in terms of Mooney. I. Uh, I'll kind of dive in. I'll kind of dive into Mooney a little bit, and then I'll I'll get on to Pittman. But okay, there's a there's a few things that concern me with Mooney. I I'm not going to sit here and say Mooney's terrible. He's a great receiver. Um, and this is I'm going to go on the record and say this is going to be his outlier year. He does not profile as a wide receiver. One, he's five foot ten, five foot eleven, one hundred and eighty. Was outlier or this upcoming? No, this this upcoming season will be an outlier season for him. Okay. Um. But that's not saying that he's going to outproduce Pittman. That's going to say this is probably going to be how high he'll finish or the highest he'll finish. Um, a few things. You brought up his target volume, but you know, looking at the other wide receivers who had 
his target volume and above. Okay, so 140 targets and above. There are 10 other wide receivers who had that kind of volume, Travis, and he is the only one who did not catch more than 90, 90 balls. Okay, so that either tells you one of two things. Either that he's going to catch more or he's going to get more volume. Let's give him 160. Is he going to catch the, the all 20 of those balls, Travis? Because no. if he exactly all right so how many more is he going to catch you know is he going to catch let's let's give that, him half. that goes back to justin fields is he dropping yeah. it in there is he hitting him well it's it's interesting that you bring that up because fields isn't exactly the most accurate deep ball thrower you you talked about he likes to throw it deep um for right. sure um but does is he completing them you know he is his clean per uh his clean pocket completion percentage is awful like really bad granted terrible offensive line but we've agreed that that offensive line isn't exactly markedly improved if anything right. it's possibly gotten worse um he did lead the league in air yards per attempt um but it doesn't exactly lend itself to volume and then i could also just as you can argue that the new offense he's in may be better for him it it's not exactly going to guarantee that he's the number one quarterback in air yards again. So, um, okay. Dar- Darnell Mooney was was a benefactor of all those deep targets. But you bring up a, a lot of a lot of good points on Darnell Mooney. You know, I I like him a lot. And he didn't have crazy yards per catch. It wasn't like a Jamar Chase eighteen yards per catch. I think it was like thirteen. Pittman was like eleven. Right. So right. he's. It wasn't like he was catching it and just house calling everything. Right. It, it solely it solely falls on Justin Fields and the new system and right. that improvement into the second year. It's not going to be a Mooney's not good enough is my that's my case. He's right. good enough. He's fast enough to do his thing. The volume will be there. I believe right. in Justin Fields is what it comes down to. OK, and that's that's fair enough. Um, but we, we I want to flip the page now. And and talk about the other side of this argument because we're comparing him and we want to say that he's going to outperform Michael Pittman when we just saw Michael Pittman outperform Mooney with a with an arguably worse situation. Okay. Um, now, I say worse because his situation just got better. And say what you will. Enlighten uh, me. Say what you will um, about Matt Ryan. He he's done some things um, recently. Let's call last year recently. Um, I like Matt Ryan. I I like Matt Ryan for a long time. He's he's he gets hated on for nothing. Been productive. He's really good. He's just old. Yeah, er, older. Um, But speaking in terms of context of what Michael Pittman's interaction with him is going to be, he's going from a quarterback that was rated 28th in true completion percentage to now a quarterback that's number 11 last year in a much worse situation. Um, you know, Carson Wentz um, was behind a good offensive line, granted a beat up offensive line, but his completion percentage suffered. Um, Matt Ryan, you could arguably say was in a much worse situation and still managed to complete better passes. Um, his accuracy rating, Matt Ryan, he was number eight in the league. Whereas you, the average, uh, depth of thrower average, uh, yards per attempt very similar in Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. So it's not like Matt Ryan is dumping off, you know, little dink and dunk throws. And then Carson Wentz is trying things down the field. They're very similar in their average yards per attempt. Matt Ryan was just completing more of them. And now we'll have a better opportunity to do, to do so. Um, he was number 14. Matt Ryan was in catchable pass rate while Carson Wentz was 32nd. This is getting kind of numbery. Um, but these, these, Numbers are huge in context in terms of giving Pittman the credit he deserves because there are a few more stats that really matter in terms of telling you, okay, is this guy only a five-touchdown, six-touchdown, a-thousand-yard guy, or is there more to him? Matt, Matt Ryan was number two in accuracy rate versus man coverage last year, and Michael Pittman was number three in total route wins last year. And now this he has a more he has more he has a more accurate quarterback this year. He had six touchdowns, Travis. You tell me he has a more accurate quarterback, 
a quarterback who I will say does not steal rushing touchdowns. True. And and now you're going to tell me that I think six is his floor this year. Absolutely. I, I think if he gets if he doesn't get eight touchdowns, I'll be shocked for sure. I mean, eight feels low. Yeah. I mean, it's not about red zone for me. It's not about, is he good to me? It's just, we, when I watch him again, I don't know why I'm stuck on speed, but speed kills man. And he is not that guy. It's not like Michael Pittman's slow. (laughs) I mean, the guy runs a four five. At yeah, 6-4-2-30. Over the last half of 2021, he was outside the top 20. So, to... Yeah, but that team... He had Carson Wentz and a beat-up offensive line. Like From week nine on, same, same time period, Darnell Mooney was a wide receiver one with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. It is and going not... to come down to touchdowns. But it probably do you do you think that um, do you think that Pittman will have elite volume? Is he a hundred and forty target guy, hundred and fifty target guy? Well, he just caught or he just had one hundred thirty targets last year, so okay. I think he, I think he can get to a hundred. I mean, give him one hundred forty, sure. Um, I think you can get above that. I mean, you he's going to have some target competition, sure, this year. But right now, who do they have? I mean, you're talking about his options are a rookie, uh, maybe an old T.Y. Hilton, an old Julio Jones. I mean, they don't really have a ton of weapons right now. If, even if a Jarvis Landry comes in, I think that's actually a net positive for Pittman because, you know, extended drives, you have more scoring drives. You, if you, Jarvis Landry goes to the Colts, he will have more catches than Michael Pittman will. Maybe. Maybe. I, that I think is not good. For somebody trying to finish inside the top 12 to 15. I mean, look, <laughs> that that's not true. Because two guys aren't, that's not enough volume when it, when there's two of you. Well, I mean, you just said that. Unless it's just a elite touchdown numbers like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are at Brady's throwing 50. Well, sure. But he's also got Matt Ryan now. You know, Carson, he, Matt Ryan is not mobile, you know, so he's going to have to throw it in the red zone. You know, they... They get they have Jonathan Taylor. All right, so, so where yeah, where do you think it. you like Pittman? I'm not sold on Pittman. I think last I year, I think he finishes worse this year than he did last year as far as where he finishes the year ranks. Sure. I don't have him inside my top 15 again. Where do you have him? Let's look at that group again and see is he volume-wise is he going to be able to do it touchdown-wise? Does Matt Ryan lift him into the category of the Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, DeAndre Hopkins. Well, yeah, um, I think he does. You know, there's a stat, there's a, a number that actually playerprofiler.com tracks. It's called tr- uh, Target Premium. And, you know, it's funny that we're talking about this exact thing because what the Target Premium actually tracks, Travis, is that it's a metric that is especially useful when examining the impact of a quarterback upgrade on a player's future projection, or uh, future okay. production, rather. And, Whereas Michael Pittman was number 32 in target premium. Uh, Darna Mooney was 54. Take that for what you will. Uh, it just tells me that there's more meat on the bone for Michael Pittman than there is for Darnell Mooney. You know, because okay. the upgrade that Justin Fields, let's call it an upgrade just because we're saying he's he should improve in his second year. There's more pieces to support the Colts right now than there are on the Bears. And I think touchdowns on a good offense uh, are going to be easier to come by than what I think. I think six touchdowns. I don't maybe for for Darnell Mooney, but I don't want to even call that a guarantee because how many touchdowns do we think Justin Fields is going to throw? I don't. I don't think it's a lock to to give him twenty five passing touchdowns. You know, like it's going to be a rough year in Chicago. Man, I. Why do I have this this Bears fever right now? Why have you? I don't know. It's probably spread. It's probably spread. <laughs> I get one share of Justin Fields and watch Justin Fields highlights all day and think, "Don't worry, the ointment coming. to cure it is typically watching the Packers destroy them." So, <laughs> um, I'm sure you'll be fine. Devontae's gone. Okay, Devontae's yeah, gone. Here comes. Yeah, he came. You know what? Devontae's like, look, 
Rodgers, I'm sorry. I'm going to leave. I did get you a gift, though. Darren Waller. Yeah, Look what I, I found. Need, I don't I don't need Darren Waller crowd in my space. That's what he's saying. No. No. But that's that's where we're at, man. Uh, I think that that's... Okay, that's where are probably... you with Darnell Mooney now after the argument? Darnell Mooney, look, he, he's going to finish... He no, is he around 20? Over, like, under, wide receiver 20? He's over. I think he's wide receiver like 18. So better. Okay. Yeah, and I think... And you've I got Pittman. Michael Pittman's probably wide receiver 14, 13. All right. I all these things that we get to track when the NFL sure. comes around in five more months. Yeah, no, yeah, we've only got forever. To Noted. Talk about. <laughs> yeah, put it on the list. Oh, all right, what's next? What do we got? Well, you know what? We don't have pictures of his leg right now to throw up on the screen, but we do have Quadzilla, um, to talk about Saquon Barkley. This is just one of the the few topics that we can kind of mull around as I don't think his situation is bound to be largely impacted. Like, I don't think there's going to be someone the Giants bring in and truly affect the workload Saquon should get. I mean, you're talking minimally. This guy is going to be affected by anyone coming in. I think he's that level of talent. My only question is, what kind of offense can the pieces that currently comprise the Giants roster reasonably put together um, because that offense right now has been ugly, not just for a year, but two years, three years. Saquon Barkley has not been able to be healthy because of the shots he's been able to, or shots he's had to take the opportunities. The defense has to get at him because they just cannot protect him well. And the style of running, he, 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 you know, likes to use, and I have questions about Saquon Barkley. I want him, this whole narrative that Saquon Barkley is going to have this breakout year again and be first year Saquon Barkley is far from a guarantee in my book. Yeah. You still have Daniel Jones as your quarterback. And best case scenario, you have Tyrod Taylor. And Saquon Barkley is going to probably get a lot of work. I won't deny that. But you're asking him to, again, run into a wood chipper and hope he stays healthy. Now you've got a lot of, you got more ligament damage, more um, hamstrings that you could pull. Everyone's one ligament away, Travis, as we say. Yeah, so I have questions, you know, mainly right now, Travis, is he worth the cost? You're going to have to pay for him in dynasty and or redraft to have him on your roster over the other guys at those positions. Um, so the price that you're paying right now is ADP is around 52. So that's, into the fourth, beginning of the fifth round. And redraft, he's probably going to be a second round pick. Yeah, I can see into the second for sure, um, especially in home leagues because people recognize the name and don't realize it's right. been three years since he was that guy. They will have I think he's. I think he's been unlucky. Um, I will probably err on the... He will outproduce ADP in most formats. Now, if he's, if he's drafted mid-second round over some high level guys, then that's probably foolish, but um, would you take him over James Conner? Yeah. Yeah. I would take him over James Conner. I think in redraft in redraft. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So he's going around Conner, um, Brees Hall, Cam Akers. Yep. Josh Jacobs. That's, that's the price that you're paying. You're going to have to decide between Barkley Acres and Jacobs and Gibbs, right. maybe Gibson. I think Gibson should go a little earlier as it stands now. Right. Talking about that group, sure. I could honestly, you're getting to the point where the argument is none of those other guys, in my opinion, have the upside that Barkley has. Right. I can say that. He's like he's a Saquon, or he's not Saquon, he is Saquon, but he's a Christian McCaffrey level talent. You, you know, don't have Acres in that group. You said this yesterday. You don't have Acres in that group. Is that because like yesterday you said Daryl Henderson's not going anywhere. Right. Is that the hindrance or is it the fear of not trusting the injury? Because that offense is going to be legit again. Yeah, he's going to no, have the offense a chance at 15 touchdowns. I truly so, believe that Henderson is not going anywhere. Uh, okay. I think that that Cam Akers, he's in that. He, 
he's in the lower end of that second tier of running backs. You know, he's closer to a J.K. Dobbins than he is a Saquon Barkley. But he's still going to produce. You know, he's below uh, Antonio Gibson in my book. But he's not far (laughs) below. We love Antonio Gibson, though. A lot of people are... are... He's scaring me, man. Uh, They love... that too. First of all, they still love J.D. McKissick. Even though with J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson was very, very good. Top 10 running back. Bringing in running backs in the draft to to visit with them. Yeah, so it it could change quick. But if they don't, if that's just window dressing, I know you say they don't waste those visits, but yeah, we don't know why why teams always do that. But all right, so for for context for people who don't know what those visits are, though, they're the top 30 visits. Each team is only allotted 30 visits with prospects. Uh, to visit with and to to get some more insider information to have conversations with. So teams likely don't waste those picks, but I see your point that maybe they're just trying to throw out misinformation. I mean, there's plenty of other ways to do that. I personally would I don't think you... I don't... Yeah, but I... As far as thinking like showing your hand, if there's right. somebody in the, in the second, third round that mm-hmm. you really like, you're probably not bringing them in for a visit. You're letting them know that on the download because you start bringing them in people are going to be like why are they bringing them in now sure. i'm scared that they might take them and they get sniped it's that kind of mindset for me of keeping all your cards close to your chest we'll just bring yeah. in most of the same guys that everybody's bringing in right and then you don't know exactly what we're going to do i just i can't see them bringing in a high level running back to quote unquote compete with gibson they don't need to do that he is that he's fine he was not their problem. Yeah. And if and you know what? And if NFL teams operated solely on logic, then <laughs> I would a hundred percent believe you. But we have yeah. seen so many people ruin fantasy football because you know what? Bill Belichick don't care about your team. Yes. And that's true. That's just kind of where we're at with it. Uh, but speaking about Saquon specifically in this context, I'm taking him over all of those guys because of the upside. And okay. that would make us much higher on Barkley than the consensus right now that's, he's that's a R- 2022 rb 20 to 23 which to me is oh, way too low that's i feel like that's the offense is going to be bad uh but i don't think it's going to be what it's been the last two years it's been the last two years it's been inept it's been crim- criminally neglected and mismanaged uh, and but I'm gonna sit here and tell you that Brian Dable knows what he wants and he's setting a tone and he's got two early picks in this draft. I think one mm-hmm. of them will be a defensive edge. I think one of them is going to be an offensive lineman, shore up that line, protect whoever's throwing the ball. And I think Saquon Barkley should have an improved year. I'm not sitting here yeah. saying that he's gonna be as bad or as poor of a performer in fantasy terms that he's been the last two years because we know injury has been a thing. And we always assume health, you know, as dangerous as that may be. I think Saquon is the level of talent that you want on your roster. And you're you're kind of crossing your fingers that the team improves. But I also think that it's really hard to finish three years in a row as the last, as the worst offense in the league. So I think there is going to yeah. be an improvement. So we'll what about see. two of your guys? I want to finish the comparisons with two guys that when you see them on the board gives you a little bit of discomfort because you like them so much. Travis Etienne and Etienne, Elijah Etienne. Mitchell. Are they not at Barkley's level for you? Etienne, the level of talent, I think he's closer to like an Antonio Gibson. I think he's just above Antonio Gibson to me. What I'm so you're worried- taking him you're taking him over Barkley. Right now, sure. Yes. I know I, would, I know for a fact I would, that if I we were take, in a draft and they were there, you're taking ETN. I would take ETN. I'm probably going to get ETN in every draft because I'll probably yes. be higher than everyone else. Yes. But him, Elijah Mitchell, I like that, that Trey Lance mobile quarterback system. You know what? If Debo is gone, you're going to need someone to really pound the rock. No one stays healthy in that system. I know I said right. to assume health, but you can't with that offense. Like it's it's it is a meat grinder. And you know what? This is a nice looking chop of Elijah Mitchell, and he'll come out as ground meat uh, <laughs> right after that. So that's jacked up. 
but it's true. Nice knowing you, Elijah. You're playing for the wrong team. But I like Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Damian Harris makes me uncomfortable because yeah. I don't... Uh, just the, the state of all New England backfields really makes me uncomfortable. So I would not be shocked at all if Saquon Barkley had a top 10 season. At all. Sure. No, why would even you? On, even on the Giants with Daniel Jones. He's that good. He's been unlucky. Yeah. Um, I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of watching him play. He has that gear that we talked about that Brees Hall just to kind of come full circle. Yeah. Brees Hall dreams about the gear that Barkley and DeAndre Swift have. And yeah. that's a great dream to have. I hope he watches these highlight films of these other guys and thinks I need that to be a top 15 running back because yeah, that is kind of what he's going to need. You know, you know who really we'll makes we'll me un- uncomfortable in this tier is Joe Mixon. 100% Joe Mixon. Is he fool fool's gold right now? I, I don't know, man. He's had one healthy season really. And he's you know been what? healthier than you think. He really has. He just had his, I think, one of his best seasons. And I want to, I want to believe that offense is just like everything is roses in the off season. Everything is perfect. Everyone's gonna stay healthy forever. And I don't know because this offense, their O line got a lot better, man. This offense should be a rocket ship. Like it is the moon. It is not going to the moon. (laughs) It is the moon. So anytime somebody's going to the moon, they're going to Cincinnati. That that's yeah, the new uh, exactly. organic development of this joke. Okay. Right. Yeah. We're on to the moon. We're, we're, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're on to yeah. the moon. I like it. We're on to the moon. Yeah. Joe Mixon kind of makes me uncomfortable because of who you have to take him over. I love Nick Chubb this year. If Deshaun Watson doesn't do face any, any repercussions. Which, yeah, I don't want to talk about it too much because I sure. don't want you taking him in our <laughs> home leagues. But I yeah. think Nick Chubb has his best career year by a lot. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. All right. So does that mean by default that you think Kareem Hunt is also going to have a good year? No. Um, if he's there, Kareem Hunt will be productive. But yeah. don't we think Kareem Hunt's not going to be there? Looking Isn't that at, the gut I mean, feeling that you contract have? Contract-wise, it doesn't make sense to keep him. Yeah. I mean, he's... You've got Dearness. Rarely Johnson. do they pay the third guy, and they just paid Dearness. You would save six million dollars against the cap right now for for Kareem Hunt. So I I could see getting rid of him, and it would cost you pretty much nothing to get rid of him. I've seen on Twitter people saying if if Kareem Hunt goes, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb pre ranking and should be a top five running back. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. With that Which team, is, that offensive line, it's hard to say because passing volume is not his thing right and you kind of need that but he's he's going not to give Derek you henry's thing either so yeah nick chubb nick chubb could could actually give you 16 to 1800 yards yeah that's not crazy yeah you've he, he gets the the type of workload and you know with a quarterback like that yeah that offense is going to open up boy yeah you know what it's it's just going to be so much fun i love i love kind of trying to project what's going to happen and we're at the time of year where that's really all we have. And speaking of projections, what do you have coming up this week? You're going to be a busy, busy man. I do have a, a busy schedule. So I'm throwing a little bit of a shindig uh, opening night of the draft. Just, I mean, I nice. call it a shindig. I'm having some family over. Are they calling it a shindig? But, sure. Why not? It digs Is it a officially shindig. a shindig? Yeah, absolutely. But on nice uh, the second night of the draft rounds two and three, I will be doing a live stream We'll be having some some conversations, some jokes. Can't um, wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I'll be posting a a you know a, a what's it called on on Twitter, and a link. Get, yeah, sure. That that that's what they call <laughs> those things. Uh, the clicky thing, the clicky button blue. Okay, blue sentence. One of the underlined ones. Yeah, yeah, the ones that yeah, the pop up things. All right, so rounds two and three. Rounds a two dust, and three. A lot of Dustin's face in the camera. So much, so what much the people of my want, man. Travis, that was a fun episode, episode fifty. You know, we man, it didn't get as contentious as I would have liked. Yeah, because I feel you like we should have been enemies at some point. You folded on your man. I thought you were gonna really hate Brees Hall. I wanted people to look back on this and be like, "Wow, Travis doesn't know anything." 
I now, feel see no no maybe now we're gonna get contentious because I <laughs> started the argument by saying I don't think he actually sucks. However, he's not an RB one. He will not be an RB one for sure next year. He doesn't have the juice. The mm. eye test says he's Royce Freeman. That wow. was disrespectful. That was disrespectful. But if I had to say it again at the end of this show. I think he has just the same, about the same amount of bus potential as Royce Freeman has. If he goes to the Bills, he is an RB1. That okay, is, that's that your statement. Take. That, that is That's my the take. closing statement. That is, that is the show. That right, is episode 50, everybody. My final statement is Mooney over Pittman. Do with it what you will. Remember, everybody, losing sucks. Don't do it. Thanks for listening.